Thank you for joining me for part two of my conversation with Brandy and Marcella as we discuss cultivating vision at the McCoupin Art Collective. I encourage you to encourage others to train and inspire. If you like this content, please subscribe and tell a friend. Well, without further ado, here is the show. How do you cultivate vision, Marcella, Brandy, either of you guys? Um, we do this fun thing. We work really well together. And Brandy dreams really big dreams. And I take a day or two to give her kind of a dirty side eye and can convince her that that's probably not a thing. And then she'll give me this look and just keep putting it on my to-do list until I figure out how to make it happen. And we, and we talk it out and we work it, work through it and we figure out how to make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. is that a pretty accurate summary? <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe um, have, have a friend. Yeah. I can't imagine doing anything that I've done in the last four years. If I did not have Brandy, if I did not have the, the board we currently have, if we didn't have the teachers that we have, um, because they all bring their own vision. And I think that's something that's really important is acknowledging everyone else's assets, everyone else's views, and seeing how you can help to make those things happen, right? We have resources. We've built these connections. Um, so cultivating vision. I think that we just listen, right? We just listen, and then we talk about how to make make those things we hear a reality. So team is important team. to you. Having having Absolutely. a bunch of people, resources, the people are the resources for yeah. you, it sounds like you're saying. Brandy's talked about when we were starting, one of the best pieces of advice we got was that our board of directors, everyone needed to wear different shoes. So if you looked under the table, you need work boots, you need, uh, you know, professional and everyday experience that you need to surround yourself with people who have very different skill sets and often different opinions um, because that's how you can be successful. You can't all say the same thing and do the same thing and talk to each other about doing the same thing. That doesn't really get you too much growth. That keeps you in a really solid comfort zone. Um, So I think it's important that we have different experiences, different people with different experiences. Um, Yeah, I think that that team has to be diverse. Can you tell me about fostering friends and why that's so important to you guys to, maybe nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah. um, Out there on this podcast. On this podcast. (laughs) You need to go watch our sweet, sweet advertisement video or video that is going to go up. Um, Fostering Friends is a program that we have been working on for quite some time, like a just, six months? Just since the pandemic. Is that all? Yeah, because it was sad to think that if we're having such a hard time with everything that's going on in the world, like we can't imagine what... A child could be going through in yeah. this time of the world if they're getting pulled from their family and put into some stranger's house like can't imagine the and art makes us feel better 
So making sure that they have access to that, that tool that helps us feel better. If that was something we could do, then that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. So we've gotten lots of donations and lots of friends donating. Um, we made art bags for the little, little guys to give them a friend to hold on to with those art materials. And then uh, we've gotten a lot of art materials donated. And my goal is sketchbooks. Yeah, handmade sketchbooks. We have a volunteer on Friday that you come in and make sketchbooks. We need a hundred more of them because we're going to give them 200 kits. So, and mm -hmm. I'm hoping like December. That's our deadline is December. So yeah. it's coming up quick. But mm -hmm. that should sustain them for a year. They Macoupin County. Macoupin County only. Mm -hmm. 15 to 30 friends a month go into foster care. In Macoupin, in Macoupin County. County. And there's one friend that is already doing a program where she gives them a laundry basket with 10 days worth of Whatever. clothing and soap and shampoo. Yeah. like. And that's fostering hugs, mm -hmm. if anyone wants to yeah. help them. Yes. It's called fostering hugs. Very good. She gives, mm -hmm. um, so we asked yeah. if we could put our art kit in her laundry basket, and she said, yeah. Yeah. We'll give more information in the show notes yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. So this was born out of compassion. It was born out of, man, we're going through a hard time, but kids that yeah. are pulled from their families yeah. are going through such harder of a time. I can't imagine. Yeah. I just want to give everybody a hug. Yeah. But you can't hug. Uh -huh. We can't hug right now, right. so we're going to send you some art crayons. <laughs> I'm working with our therapy department. Yeah. So we worked with uh, Katie LaPlante, who's a K-12 through teacher, that gave us a list of age-appropriate materials. And then we worked with SIUE, our therapy department, over the summer, and they went through that materials and made sure they were appropriate for kiddos that were going into that situation because there could be some delays for those kiddos because of the extreme circumstances in their life. So they redid our list, and then we made a wish list on Dick Blick and a wish list on Amazon with all those materials and we they've just been trickling in that friends have just been purchasing things when they can and sending them that's that whole table right there and mm -hmm. underneath marcella did a, a fundraiser for books so we're also 70 of the 200 will have a set of books as well that they'll get with their art class yeah that's fascinating with the art therapy <laughs> okay go to go i have to <laughs> bye bye guys i think i have everything it makes me so nervous You'll be all right. Yeah, you can. You can do this. The you, art. I need my water. It's over here. I'll just have to come in six or seven more times and say I forgot this. I know. Oh, you'll just have to be a part of our podcast. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> but then there'll be like thirty kids that'll be super sad that they don't have art class. Thirty kids. Yeah, we oh my do. Gosh. We do homeschooling classes, so we have a, a two separate classes that we do here, um, and then we are partnered with Community Academy in Collinsville, and they have three classes throughout the day, so we teach three separate classes there as well, um, different ages, and yeah, we also have an independent homeschool pod co-op that comes in once a month and does classes once a month thank you brandy thank you marcella bye thank you brandy do you need help nope. can i help cool. you 
feel like we were, I, I thought I had things for fostering friends. But yeah, we'll continue right now. Previous conversation you and me and Brandy had was that the art therapy students helped you guys big time. You guys leaned yeah. on them. Tell me what, as far as you know, how art really helps children to express themselves outwardly with something that they may be having inside that they can't speak about. Yeah. Um, just even speaking, <laughs> speaking from my own experience, um, my kiddo is speech delayed, right? So communication is fairly difficult, but he's dexterous. He can pick up a pen or a marker and color and that seems to help him focus and it seems to help him calm down and it maybe gives him time to just exist in the world, right? There's worry and there's all kinds of things that come with um, the trauma that a lot of kids experience as they transition from a situation that may not be ideal into a foster care situation which still might not be ideal right like there's there's a lot of dissonance that happens for kids and we knew we see that art helps brandy and i see it we don't have degrees in that we're not therapists we we wouldn't claim to be we knew that it helps um just by allowing some of that the pause right it requires you to pause. It requires you to be a little intentional and and think through the process, right? But but I don't know why technically. <laughs> I'm not trained to know why that's important. We've just seen it help. Um and that's just from our personal experience. And we've always wanted to uh you know put some force behind that. We've had connections with SIUE. We've gone there to hang out on campus and do some projects with um, a couple of organizations at SIUE already who had gotten us in contact with the art therapy department and one thing to another. Um, so we were able to work with these three really incredible ladies this summer to really validate um, and they had a whole blog. I think it's still out there. Um, and I can try and get that to you. But it cites exactly what studies say that kids need this or this or should work on these activities. Um, so they put that. They put that force behind what we, we felt we knew was important. They put the, the validation behind all of those things that we've been trying to do, right? So they did all the hard work of knowing their research and knowing why it was important and directing us to what was best. Um, and then we are able to take their work and share it with all of our friends and all of our talent and all of our supporters. So we've almost outsourced, right? We've asked people to volunteer to make the sketchbooks. We've asked people to volunteer to make the little packs. Um, we've asked people to help us with the donations. And that is all intentional as well. We could do that ourselves. It wouldn't be as cost effective. It wouldn't be as time effective. 
and it wouldn't be as emotionally effective. I think it's important to give people an opportunity to invest in other people in their community. It's important to give people the opportunity to serve, right? That's just as important as the service itself is who you can, who you can invite in. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that comes from, a lot of that idea comes from the work that I've done with Habitat for Humanity. I, I had spent a lot of time volunteering with them and one of my favorite things is Millard Fuller who is the founder uh, who worked with Jimmy Carter and and he's a founder of Habitat for Humanity and he said we can do it cheaper and more effectively if we just outright build houses for people and hand them the keys it would be cheaper it would be more effective or or more efficient uh, but it wouldn't be more effective because the entire idea is that you put in hours on your neighbor's house. You have to start and you have to help build other houses and bank your hours to qualify for your own house. You're investing in your community, right? You're investing in what you want to see. You're working. That's the theology of the hammer, is Millard Fullard's, is that that work is the part that's important. Um, so creating those opportunities for our volunteers, for our um, supporters and artists, yeah. creating those opportunities for them to make something for someone else. Yeah, whatever. To learn those skills for someone else. Yeah, like Habitat for Humanity gave me so many skills. It changed my whole yeah. outlook on like, well, first of all, it gave me an opportunity to serve. Mm-hmm. And I saw the power of being able to do something with your hands mm-hmm. while learning a skill, while building team. Mm-hmm. In college, my friend Greg, uh, he got me in line with that. And man, it just blew my mind. Like, we're doing all this and we're not getting paid. And that was the best yeah. part. You're not getting paid. You're doing it out of a sense of wanting to serve. You're learning mm-hmm. skills. And oh my gosh, it was just... You, I guess part of it is a feeling you get afterward yeah. too. You just feel like you have given something that they can't repay you really back for. Yeah. Um, so I volunteered all through college. I volunteered with Habitat. I was um, part of our college chapter board. And um, that was the start of my, I guess, love for service. That sounds really cheesy. I'm sure I could think of a better way to say that. But um, I've, I've always loved Habitat. It's got such a close um, connection to my heart. And every spring break we did, it's called Collegiate Challenge. Yes, it's awesome, we right? We did Battle, Battle Creek, Michigan. And we did Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Which <laughs> it's a nice vacation spot, yeah. but we got, we got on there too. So we went to um, we went to Mariana, Florida every year. We always went to the same community in Mariana, Florida, right outside of Jacksonville, not too far from Panama City. Um, and that was the coolest spring break, right? I got one day to be on the beach. We had one day off and we went to Panama City and we all laid on the beach even though it was freezing cold. And we all got to go into the little gifty shops and do all the touristy things. And that was all I needed, right? That was a fun part. Um, 
but I got all these other things from my spring break. I know that community so well. I still, to this day, talk to um, the hosts that, that let us sleep in their spare bedrooms and the church communities that fed us every meal um, and all the snacks and all the extra meals. <laughs> and we ate really well because Mariana Florida's for sure a comfort. They're, they believe in sweet tea and grits and I love that so much. Um, but I got to invest in that community too. And I think the biggest moment, um, of seeing, of seeing what my, my work could do. Like it was always exciting to work on houses and to, to think about it. And you write your well wishes on the, on the studs as you put them up. And, um, I'm friends with one of the the mothers that we worked on her house and we helped her and the Christmas after cool um the Christmas after her house was complete and she posted pictures on Facebook of their Christmas and it was her kids her three her three beautiful babies sitting in their living room, unwrapping their Christmas presents. And all I could think was I, I put that wall there for that picture. I gave them a wall. Wow. Yeah. So that was, (laughs) that was, oh, that, that still, and I still think about her all the time and I'm Mm. still friends with her on Facebook and her babies are big babies now. They're, they're not so small anymore, but, um, yeah. So it doesn't seem like much. And those kids don't know me. They don't know that <laughs> I ham I had some blisters from hammering that. Um and they don't need to. But it's that's what matters to me is seeing that they had that beautiful, magnificent, happy memory and I had eight nails as a part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That is so good. Marcella, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today and all the listeners. It's been great you talking about vision and building dreams with Brandy and yeah. what you guys are doing here with the McCoupin Art Collective. Yeah.